0: Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you.
1: It's Jordan, Jesse I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. How are you, friend? Mm -hmm. We're we're pretending like we haven't talked to each other. Yes. I would like to issue... This is the second time we've seen each other today! Jordan, Yes, you're, you're wondering why I had these two cup-shaped trophies made. Mm-hmm. I was wondering. And the reason is one is for you. Ooh, ah, it's hot. And <laughs> they're they're for chowder. Oh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's filled with chowder now. <laughs> yeah.
1: These our friendship
2: trophies uh-huh. for you and I. Yes. for socializing more than once in the same week. Yeah, and and one of the times socializing wasn't even on mic. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll just have to trust us that we did it. Yeah. There's no proof that we hung out. You'll just have to take our word for it. We wouldn't. We're not going to wind you up. We saw two movies this
1: week, Jordan. You oh, and yeah. me, baby.
2: Sure. Like Friends. Yeah. Do you want? Let's run them down. Yeah. We went to see the lighthouse. The, that was that was last week, wasn't it?
1: Well, it was it within the past week. That's true, wasn't it? Yeah, was that last Friday? Oh yeah, that was a week ago Friday. That's okay. A, my thesis yeah. is broken.
2: <laughs> we're sorry. We're fucked. Yeah. Uh, hey. Uh, so yeah, we went to see a movie today. Yeah. Uh, I think we can. I you know. I, well, you know, this podcast will come out a little later, so I think we could break we street date here. We can reveal. We went with Brandon Burke. <laughs> That's true. We I mean, were keeping. We're waiting for Deadline to announce it. <laughs> Internet painters. Yes, Brandon Burke. Jordan and Jesse hang out with old college friend. <laughs> uh, says Variety. <laughs> um, yeah. So we uh, we went to see an advanced screening of uh, Knives Out, the new Ryan Johnson uh, pot boiler. Is that would a would pot you call it a or pot boiler? Called? It's like a it's like a who done it. It's a who done it. Yeah. There you go. It's like I a was whodunit. just done it. I was just looking at the chowder. Okay. <laughs> and thinking of it boiling on the right. in the in a cauldron.
1: Yeah, that shit was great.
2: Yeah, it really was. Uh and there was a because it was an advanced industry screening. Because we're in the industry. That's and by true. we I mean you. That's true. Yeah. I'm I'm in an industry that lets me get in two friends. Yep. <laughs> Um, uh, there was a Q&A after.
1: Well, Jordan, I don't mean to derail this yeah. before we even get into some of the cues at the Q&A. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a beautiful theater. Sure. The Writers Guild Theater where we right. were able to see the
2: movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll do like award screenings there and kind of advanced stuff and yeah. know, little talks and whatnot.
1: They had
2: there mm-hmm. Sprite,
1: yep. ginger ale, and lemonade ginger ale. Yeah, two kinds of ginger ales. Those were the choices. There was no cola. Mm -mm. No Dr. Pepper, certainly.
2: Yeah. I was feeling. Not a mug root beer in sight. Baby was a little bit sweepy. (laughs) That's your your baby. Baby wanted a cola. (laughs) A little bit of cola. (laughs) Boy, you know how I feel about the word cola (laughs) and adding the childlike W. Makes it a lot better. I'm on board now. Enjoy. I now like cola as long as would, you say a "cola."
1: Would you like a cola?
2: Oh fuck! I hate it again. Shit. Oh no! It's a blue sky cola. Oh <laughs> natural. Well, if it's got cane sugar. <laughs>
1: It got real cane sugar. So there was a cue. So I had to run to the CVS.
2: Disappointing snack selection aside,
1: I I was like, I can just, I'll just go get a Coke. Sure, I'll go to the CVS across the street. I said to the security guard at the front, "I'm just going to run to the CVS to buy a Coke." I'll bring back a long receipt to prove it. (laughs) Yeah, he said, "Are you sure you have time?" I got intimidated. I ran to the CVS and ran
2: back. Uh Uh-huh. It was a pathetic scene. Yeah, it was really bad. And when you came back, you had pooped in your pants like a marathon runner. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, I was trying to beat three
1: hours. (laughs) Sure, you got to beat three. Yeah. So there was a screening act. The movie was a blast. Mm Mm-hmm. And there was a there was a Q and A after the screening with Ryan and another famous screenwriter.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh God, Drew Goddard, who uh, wrote Cabin in the Woods, and uh, from what Brian Fernandez told me in the elevator, the good season of Daredevil. Yeah, and he did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, so good that
1: I well, I think my anytime I see a Q and A that involves a person, a famous person I know a little bit. Yeah. I'm resentful if I'm not the person
2: asking the questions. Right. You did actually try and tackle Drew Goddard, but he <laughs> overpowered you. <laughs> yeah, that's he's that's true. He's a powerful man. He's got powerful fingers from typing. Yeah, <laughs> typing all those screenplays. Right, all those, all those genre-bending screenplays. And I was, it, takes a power, it takes powerful fingers to bend a genre like that. I was going to say that he did such a great
1: job. That yeah, I was no longer resentful for, of him, mm-hmm. but the honest truth is, he did such
2: a great job. I was extra resentful of okay. him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, he really. I mean, but you know, that's the the kind of insight that only a you know a, a fellow a fellow tradesman can bring. You yeah. know, there that's you know that's what you're there for. You're there for the for the shop talk. Yeah, f- you know, final draft. Uh, uh, revisions, uh, save the cat. Need I go on? Yeah,
1: that's like why when uh, Terry Gross got interviewed on her own show, Fresh
2: Air, Mark Marin did it. Wait, <laughs> oh jeez, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, and so there was a, and so there was there was there was this this interview with Drew Goddard, which I think we both we both really liked. A lot yeah, of good, a lot of good insights came out. Cool insights. A lot of
1: spoilers though. We can't we can't tell we you. We will the not reveal
2: the the insights or spoilers. Um. And but then they, you know, and then they they went to and uh, they went to the audience for some questions. Oh, and, and so it's always good. Actually, talk about this. So we actually have socialized twice this week. We went to Hodgman's thing. Yes, we did.
1: John Hodgman did uh, uh, an in conversation at mm-hmm. L.A. Live Talks, Live Talks L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Little Tokyo here in Los Angeles. Beautiful theater there at the Japanese American Cultural Center. Uh, with the great Amy Mann. Oh, yeah. And boy, she did a great job with those she insights. Really did, she really did a great job. Those insights only those
2: I would say Drew Goddard-level
1: insights. You know, here's the thing about that. I would be resentful that Amy got that gig and I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the end of the day, only a, a fellow comedy podcaster who really knows what it's like to be in a fake comedy court right. could have the insights that
2: Amy brought to the table. Exactly. That. Yeah. Um so yeah, so so I noticed this this at Hodgman's Q&A. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know Amy did the interview with him it was great. He read some from the book and then um you know you went to the audience. And um the the man who kind of facilitated the Q&A. I think he's the boss of Live Talks LA. Yeah. Um he gave a very stern warning before you know, our guest was there. Yeah, our let's guest was there in. too. Let's bring him in. Yeah, he's the host and creator of
1: the Beef and Dairy Network podcast. He's a celebrated comedy writer in his uh, in his adopted home of England. Uh, he is probably the most celebrated comedy writer since P G. Woodhouse.
2: Yeah, let's go. Yeah,
1: that's fine. Um, <laughs> his name Ben Partridge. Hello, hi, hi Ben. So Hiya. you were you were at the you were at the Hodgman event, the John Hodgman event with us.
3: I was. I wasn't even sat next to you, but I could feel how much you wanted to be in Amy Man's seat.
2: Oh, God. he did. He tried to take her down too.
3: No, some, to some, no avail. Some of the things you were saying under your breath.
2: And then here's the thing. Amy's got sharp
1: elbows. Right. <laughs> you know, you think – just because I, I weigh – why they call her the Charles Barkley of Indy Rock. Just because she I weigh those elbows two and a half times what Amy Mann weighs. Mm-hmm. I You think you've got it. And just because I've got an extra 18 inches of reach on her, mm-hmm. she's a small woman – uh, like, but she's got the, she's got the she's got the corners. Yeah, she's got sharp corners. She got so special
3: moves. Pose. Yeah.
2: Are you been? You now, Jesse said, adopted home of England. Are you not? Are you not from England? I'm from Wales.
3: Oh, you know, to Amer-
2: what's that like?
3: To Americans, that won't make any. You know, it's all the same to you guys. But you so know, I was pretty proud of myself for noting it. Yeah, because I wouldn't have said anything, but I would have silently resented you. So it's all worked out. Yeah. Uh, how is it? <laughs> well, you yeah. Got all those puppy
1: dog tails.
3: <laughs> what?
1: After England, Ireland, and Scotland—oh, wait. Maybe they all have puppy dog tails.
2: Uh, Yeah, I'm confused. England, Ireland, Scotland, (laughs) Wales, something, something, puppy dog tails? I think that's what—snips and snails and puppy dog tails is what little boys are made of. Really? Yeah. What is England, Ireland— In a child's poem that I think uh, we can all agree now is problematic.
1: Yeah, what is England, Ireland, (laughs) Scotland, and Wales made of?
2: Puppy dog tails, right? I think it's just land, man. I think okay. it's just land masses. I would,
3: you know, and more importantly, the people there, and That's
2: the, the it... people, and the beautiful people and their wonderful culture.
1: It would be a horrifying. Now that you mention it, if it were made of puppy dog tails, that would be a symptom of a horrifying puppy dog,
2: <laughs> like a sort of genocide. like a sort of raft made of puppy dog tails. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, sure, <laughs> just like. Um, the I was no, this is I was gonna say it's like the supplemental addition to Watchmen, the Curse of the Black Freighter, where a man has to make a raft out of his uh, drowned uh, crew. Do you remember? It's like that, but with puppy dog tails. You
1: remember uh, the supplemental addition to uh, the Watchmen, uh, the it's, Curse of the Black Freighter, where you're like, "What is this? Why is this in here?" It's thematically related. What does it mean? Yeah,
2: what's well, you know? It's about it's a boring thing about pirate. No, it's good. It's part of the text. I don't know. Anyway, didn't do anything. It's for good. It's at thematically the related. It's a deconstruction of. Com... Ugh. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I'm sure you're right, George. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of boring shit to watch.
1: <laughs> uh, Brian, you. Got I a, like the blackface. You got about. a puppy dog Tales update?
2: Yeah. So your version is popular in New Zealand and Australia. Yeah,
3: which is where I Ireland, grew up.
2: Scotland, Wales, inside, outside, puppy dog's tail.
1: Yeah. What's that mean, though? It means those are the countries of the United Kingdom.
3: But what's that got to do with the? the... I think
1: it's like a kids' rhyme that they. Oh, yeah, jump, hell, it, jump it rope rhymes. To. So, puppy dog tails rhymes with Scotland and Wales. They, what's, they and jump what, rope to
3: it. Yeah. What's my thing? But also, hang on. Your thing is
2: is
1: <laughs> like i island is like
3: cool uh, nerd. Huh? Oh, like
2: cool yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, my my overall thing. Yes, yeah. what's my that's my deal. Yeah, you're actually. you're into you're into that's prunk, my crock,
1: That's
3: my deal. Love the latest video games and their lore. Sure, that's true. Yeah. The the island section of that rhyme is has been very problematic for almost a hundred years. Yeah, that's fair. Ben, what would you say your deal is? <laughs> <laughs> what's my deal? Yeah. How do you mean?
2: What? Yeah, it's, you know, what are you <laughs> like? Some kind of like Welsh guy or something? <laughs> I don't know. I'm a, uh,
3: I'm a Welsh guy. How do
2: you feel about The Curse of the Black Freighter?
3: Um, I've never heard of it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> reasonable. It's a
1: boring part from The Watchmen that you're confused. It's thematically the related.
2: Yeah. It's the overall theme of the things men do you borrow, to survive. You borrow The Watchmen from, from
1: your uh, college roommate, Mike, mm-hmm. and then you're like, this is supposed to be like the best comic book ever, right? And you're like, well, this is a little bleak, but I, it's pretty interesting. Well, why is this fucking pirate
2: part in here? <laughs> well, clearly, you... You don't realize that it's a commentary on the EC comics of the pre-code. And ah, never mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we do what we can.
3: Yes, I feel I feel out of my depth here. Like I need to hail a raft made of dog's tails. <laughs>
0: there you go, and Boom. sail away. Claw myself the podcast.
2: onto it.
3: Yeah, uh, your thing is
2: part is, is a thing. It's okay. what little boys are made what uh, right. what little boys are made of. And then the other side of that is what little girls are made of. Which oh, is sugar, sugar, and, and spice, and, spice and, and all things nice. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. 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 Very problematic. I it think. seems I mean, problematic. Just, no. Hey, sugar and spice puppy dog tails, you're canceled. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. You're point. canceled. That's a good point. This is not normal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, puppy dog tails, you're canceled. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds
1: to me like Jordan just canceled puppy dog. I did. Tales. Sorry. I can, can I ask I can you guys a that. question? Has cancel culture gone too far? <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: Maybe it has. Well, maybe maybe it has. It. when it
1: comes to puppy in the ca- in the specific yeah. case of puppy, dog you know, dog guys, tails. if puppy dog tails show up to a gala, don't yeah. boo them. <laughs> no, let them be.
2: Yeah, They've suffered enough.
1: They're just there to pick somebody up who only travels by raft. <laughs> right? Yes. Let's keep that going. <laughs> we have to keep that consistent. Yeah. Otherwise, it won't make sense. Right. Keeping it consistent's
2: the only way to make it make perfect <laughs> right, sense. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what were your parents disappointed that you left Wales for 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 Britain, Great Britain? Wait, right, right, Wales, Wales is, is in Great, Great Britain. Britain. So, what's England? Along okay, with England. So, what's uh, Portugal? A portion <laughs> a of a portion Ireland. of Ireland disputed. Right. Po- oh, sure, in parentheses,
3: yeah. Scotland, Wales. Okay. Well, after, those tales. Well, so, what what was the question? I can't remember. Were you, and Gibraltar, were you,
2: are your parents still in Wales? Were they? Yeah, yeah, the they're last... still in Wales, they... and I
3: actually spend about half my time there. My partner lives there, so. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I'm back and forth, up and down the motorway. You're bicoastal. I'm I'm like the UK version of bicoastal, which involves getting a bus for two hours.
1: <laughs> when you're
3: Welsh, that's <laughs> that bus ride. <laughs> is it nice? Is it a nice bus ride? Oh, it's horrific. Where Why isn't there a train? There is a train. I can't afford it. Oh, oh yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah, working on yeah. a comedy writer's salary. That's true. That's, yeah.
2: You're making bus money. <laughs> yeah, he's too um, busy writing gags for uh, I guess Benny Hill. Do you have
3: the mega bus here?
2: Uh, that's something that is in maybe the East Coast has a mega bus. It's something yeah. you can take from like that goes that will like drop you off in New York's Chinatown from most states.
1: Yeah, we do have a few different brands of bus. With a lot of bull branding, got, and you pay $5, but the downside is it's always
3: on fire. Yeah, mm-hmm. you've got the brand Greyhound. Yeah. Yes, that's a classic. But we don't, we don't have Greyhound, because in Britain, Greyhound already means something else. That means somebody that is wants it, to fuck older ladies? <laughs> that's
0: right.
3: <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kind of like the reverse of a cougar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does it? What does, what does greyhound mean in England? It's a dog. I mean, oh, okay. I was making a joke.
0: Oh,
2: <laughs> fun. <Yeah>. Cool. <laughs> that's dogs. the kind of thing you do on this show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, so uh, we should were we about... start doing that? No. Okay. No, no. Yeah. No, that's no, no, no. that's you know we yeah. have a we have a guest. We're gonna let him do his. Thing. When you we're gonna grow do up,
1: when you grow up in Wales, do sp- uh, what Porsche, What amount of Welsh speaking do you do?
3: So, uh, I don't speak Welsh particularly. My mother is a Welsh speaker. My grandparents were Welsh speakers. But I grew up in a time when people didn't really get taught Welsh that much. But it's now coming back because it was a dying language and now it's uh, resurgent. My stepmother
1: is from uh, is Irish. Yeah. Um, and she grew up doing Irish stuff for... I mean, like, for a combination of cultural and, like, political reasons, because she grew up in, in the north of Ireland. Sure. But, like, she grew up doing, like, step dancing, playing penny whistle, yep. and learning Irish thing, phrases, mm-hmm. despite the fact she did not really speak Irish, to the point where they would go to Donegal, which is a a beautiful but very cold, rocky, coastal area of Ireland, and they would go and just do Irish stuff there. It was like a thing. It was like everybody off to Donegal to do Irish stuff. Yeah. And she always, from what she presented to me, she always resented all these Irish things she had to do. Like, And then I went to Belfast a few years ago and with my wife. We're sitting there with my stepmother's sister. Uh, shout out to Auntie Marion. And holla yeah, <laughs> she does exactly this. She's whoop, whoop. She brings a She's lot a of villain. urban flavor to the table. Mm-hmm. And Auntie Marion goes, oh, your, your stepmother feckin' loves that stuff. <laughs> I'm like, really? She feckin' loved it. She was the best of all of us. <laughs> and I was like, really? At like step dancing and penny was all the folk art shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'll have that on my stepmother forever. What is what is Welsh stuff?
3: Welsh stuff, it's very similar to Irish stuff. It's a lot of dancing. It's a lot of linguistic stuff. It's um, a small, quite dry cake.
1: Okay. Oh, <laughs> let's learn about the cake.
3: The Welsh cake? Yeah. It's like halfway between a biscuit or a cookie, as you call them mm-hmm. over here, and a cake. Is mm-hmm. it just called Welsh cake? It's called a Welsh cake. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: it doesn't seem. It seems a little like clo- uh, colonialist or something. Um. It- yeah, was it named the Welsh cake by Welsh people? Does it represent Wales, or was it called you know like a like a, a, a fruity two tone cake? But then English people were like, "Oh yeah, that Welsh cake." Yeah, we'll call that Welsh cake. Do you have Welsh rabbit here? Uh, it exists here, but it's not often served. That's like a beer
3: soaked bread uh, covered, covered in, in cheese. cheese. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's like a racist name because oh boy, uh, it's an English name, and it means Welsh rabbit. And the idea is that Welsh people were either so stupid or so poor at hunting small mammals that, that they would have to settle for some cheese on toast and oh. then pretend it was a rabbit because oh. they couldn't get their own rabbit. But for some reason, they would soak it in a dark beer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's nicer than a rabbit, right? I'd rather eat a beer-soaked piece of bread covered in cheese than a rabbit.
2: Well, now that I know about its problematic past, I will... Promise never to order it again. <laughs> that does not impact my life at all. No, but, no, no, no. But no. I think we should all applaud me for taking such a brave stance. Yeah. I made it once and I was
1: disappointed that it tasted like beer. <laughs> and I don't know. I should have put those those pieces sure. together before I cooked it. Yeah, it's basically mm-hmm. just bread, beer, and cheese. It probably will taste like beer. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. 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 Um, what else? What other? I mean, it's a whole culture, really. It's hard. <laughs> I mean. I, <laughs>
2: I'm, it's kind of interesting. Hard. Interesting. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I would. Have someone I came on a like I went on a, a another country's podcast and they said, they what's, had, America "What's American about? stuff? <laughs> yeah. Cheeseburgers." I just talked yeah, about
3: cheeseburgers.
1: Hey, <laughs> I
2: talk about baseball
3: for an hour. I don't give a shit.
1: It?
2: Kevin can wait. We're I big into
1: rugby, sport
3: wise. Yeah. I was just
1: watching rugby on television. We
3: just lost today to the South Africans in the
1: yeah. in the Rugby World Cup. Is that yeah. what's going on? Yeah. I was watching New Zealand apparently apparently get beat very badly by England which I was surprised by cuz that's a, that's New Zealand's whole deal. I know, playing rugby. I know. Yeah. What's great about uh what's great about the uh New Zealand rugby team that I found is I mean there's like giant Pacific Islander guys. That's yeah. a key, that's a core group of people on the on the uh uh on the New
3: Zealand team. on almost any international team. Yeah. Because every team sort of tries to entice them over. To live there long enough to qualify through residency to play, so we have.
1: Oh. Actually, our
3: Pacific Islander guy actually was born in Wales, but most teams have got a few slightly dubious. Their nationality is dubious to me.
1: Yeah, like half of half of American football linemen, which are the biggest American football players, right. are giant Pacific Islanders. Oh, right? As okay. Well. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorites as a kid was Jesse Sapolu, the uh, center for the 49ers, who shared my first name. But so they have that those guys. But then there's this other category of guy that is like a, a white guy whose head is as wide as his shoulders <laughs> and who also is like two feet smaller than everyone else. There's like four of these guys in this game, these white guys that don't even look like if I saw that guy, because there's different guys. There's like fast guys. Yeah. There's, uh, you see the fast guy. That guy looks like an athlete. Immediately. Yeah. You immediately recognize that got to be an athlete. The giant guys, you're like, well, that guy's pretty giant. Yeah. You know, he's probably an athlete. These guys don't even look like, like, at best, they work in the back at the post
3: office. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Just humping stuff around.
1: Yeah, but not that, not doing a great job. Like, they don't look like they could be at the front at the post office.
3: So they're not presentable enough to do the admin no,
1: stuff. and they don't look like they could handle it. Right? You know what I mean? Like, they just look like they just go, ah, jeez, I don't know. You know what I mean?
3: Just I actually, give them a bag of mail. I actually don't know what you mean, uh, but I'm happy that you've engaged with rugby in such a way. I am... Um, have you ever... You're aware of The Hacker, right? Uh, no. Uh-uh. You're not? No, I've
2: seen the movie Hackers, which is what launched Angelina Jolie's career. And Johnny Lee Miller. And Johnny Lee Miller, of course.
1: Have you,
3: are you aware of The Hacker? Uh,
2: hacker is a guy who uh, drives
1: a New York City taxi cab. <laughs> is that correct?
3: So The Hacker is you're a... You're thinking
1: of uh, Johnny
3: Lee Miller. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> Acting you. did not go well for him. Yeah. The Hacker is like a Maori dance type oh, thing. yes, oh, oh, so, of sure, course, yes. That they do before the match. Yes. And uh, these days it kind of works because they're all big Pacific Island guys like kind of... Uh, they're Maori people. Yeah. They do it. It's kind of terrifying. They stick the tongue out and they're big imposing guys. Um, yeah, and it's amazing. They all do it at the same yeah. time. It's like breathtaking. Yeah, it's incredible. Absolutely amazing. Uh, I, I implore you to go on YouTube and look up the hacker of the 70s, Uh huh. which is before I think they'd kind of included Maori people really properly in the rugby team, but they had appropriated their kind of traditional dance. Mm. So you just had a lot of kind of bulky, quite doughy-looking, sideburn-sporting, ginger (laughs) white guys doing a sort of tribal war dance before the match, and uh, it's an absolutely wonderful spectacle. You know what they look like, the guys that I was talking about? They look like (laughs) they are guys that
1: hang around with the team but have never played on a team. So, like,
3: like... what I don't understand is like you're, you're talking about some of the greatest score. athletes in the world.
1: But these guys that are like 5'5 five, five, there's, no there's no one that's 5'5. There's five, are five. several guys that, that Were you
3: flicking between the rugby and the movie Trolls? Yeah. yeah. Now that I think about it, I was. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there were several guys that were just dramatically, they were wide. Is
3: it the referee? Mm, were they in the crowd? Were yeah. they selling hot Jesse, dogs? That's I not ref-
2: that's not rugby. That's young Shelton. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh. Uh, back to our Q and A story. Uh, yes. So we sorry. were at Hodgman's. No. No. That's okay. Um. The podcasts are all about structure. Inter- Entertain. That's right. Structure and uh, delivering on your promises. There you go. Uh. And finishing a story. Yep. Um. So at hundreds Q and A before the audio opened up to the audience, uh, the 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 man who led the the thing had a very stern warning. I think it was something like, "Okay, before I hand out the mics, question." This guy is a very serious. He was great. Type. This guy was great. This guy is a real. I
1: fell in love with this guy the second he walked on the stage. He was wearing a big professor jacket. Professor costume. Big yeah. jacket.
2: Yeah. over a polo i think tucked in polo yeah
1: and he had a beard and he's Mm -hmm. the boss of the whole thing he's owning it yeah he also had the body type of like uh it's he was he was extremely top heavy and narrow at the bottom where would he work in the post office (laughs) (laughs) sorry at what
3: stage of the process
2: how does he feel about stamps
3: <laughs> Is he driving the van?
1: But he really looked he was a really big dude with a lot of physical presence. Absolutely. Uh and he was dressed in very professorially uh, but he also looked like if you, like, ran up to him and pushed him, he would fall but then maybe bounce back up, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> sure. Like, I wouldn't do that to someone. No, uh-uh. He seemed like a nice man. No. I had no reason to do it. And but... Plus, I bet he could Drew Goddard you right to the ground. <laughs> that's
2: probably true. Put and you I... in the old Drew Goddard chokehold. And
1: you know Amy Maynes on his team. He's the
2: one that hired her. Yeah, that's right. So she, he'll hold you down and she'll uh, – oh, she'll,
3: she'll get you with the she'll elbows. She'll poke me. Yeah, give elbows in the eyes. Give you a pink, give you a pink belly. Oh. He, he was unusually strict.
2: Though, at the beginning he the was, yes, a real a real a real daddy up there. He laid down us, a set of telling rules. us what to do. So he's like, All right. I questions begin with a W or an H, and they never begin with an I.
3: Mm-hmm. So I think I'd, he said you could do a D as well. You could do a D. Sometimes D.
2: Sometimes you could do a you D. You gotta make room for dick cues. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, do you like my dick and then you (laughs) whip it out yeah and then you're thrown out and never invited back to the Japanese American Cultural Center ever again (laughs) yeah um. So yeah. So I mean, I think what 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 he's doing is, you know, I mean, he said there's no follow... such thing
3: as a two part question, right? Which yeah. is not not true. No, it's not. But I mean, I think he's he was he... creating his own he's, reality he... that we are all having to live in. I think
2: exactly. Yeah. It's like Daddy's got his rules. You're in Daddy's house, yeah. and if you don't follow the rules, you're not going to get any cake. Yeah. The cake in this situation is an answer to your question. Yeah. Um. And, yeah, I mean, I think we've all been to those Q&As where, you know, the person stands up and says, you know, I have a two-part question. I do what you do. Here's a description of the thing that I do is similar, usually self-published Amazon novel. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, you know, proceeds to just kind of ra- ramble on about something. Just really stink out of the room. Or at, like At cultural events, these are dudes. These are yes. These are these are dudes.
1: I think I've been no. to I've been to some for a while. When I was in high school, when I worked mm-hmm. in the mayor's office, I would go to the board of supervisors meeting every yeah. week. There's crazy community-oriented women, mm-hmm. but in a, at a film screening <laughs> or a book event, my experience has been: fifteen out of sixteen of these are dudes
2: who have something to say. That's true. They've been. It's been stewing yep. in their little brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been just percolating there like a Chowder in a trophy, <laughs> yep, and bring uh, it back. They, that makes it make sense. Keep just, going. <laughs> they just gotta, they gotta spit it out at the person they love. Yep, uh, yeah. This is a, this is a, this is an issue at cons, comic and otherwise. Yeah, um, I, I went to a podcast taping recently
1: that had a Q and A at the end. Mm-hmm. And I looked up at the line. And I said to myself, "What am I noticing is the same about these people?" And then I counted, and there were fourteen dudes and one lady. Ah,
2: uh, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, I mean, I think, uh, so, yeah, so I think, you, you know, obviously, th- those can be, they can be fun, you know, and, like, when you're hearing from the fan of something, it can, you're like, oh, you know, And mean, obviously, you're all in that room because you're interested in the same thing, so, you know, they can be enlightening, but you just, you know, those, those, the, those ones really, really spoil the milk. Yeah. Um and yeah, and, and and Daddy's warning was great because we, well, most of the questions were were pretty terrific, and well, obviously everybody feared the lash. Sure, yeah.
3: <laughs> there was there was a two part question though.
2: There was a two part question, and Someone I was sad to see him question.
3: not follow through on his threat.
2: Yeah, I really wanted him to see him. Uh... You know, laid down the law. But, anyways, but I think so. Daddy did
1: say. I don't know if he mentioned this that there's no such thing as a two part question, mm. which I thought was a fucking bold ass way to, <laughs> yeah. like, not just you can't ask, but that they,
2: they literally do not exist. She basically split the atom in front of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the, the that was yeah, and that'll go down in history as the world's first two part question. <laughs> yep. It's like the beginning of two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Um, so so like so that's that is an issue that is a problem that we acknowledge now, and I was you know obviously a little bit worried going into the knives out q and a um you know that there was no daddy there there was no daddy was not there, um <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, maybe you hope that drew Goddard would take the role of daddy but daddy d daddy yes <laughs> daddy d g um, but he did not um he just kind of opened it up to questions, and you know um. And I guess my fear was like, you know, obviously like another writer, you know, like obviously, you know, in that room you have a lot of different people who are part of the guild. But, you know, I think a lot of the audience is just like a dude who wrote two episodes of Airwolf in 1981 and has been going to movies for free his whole life on that. Yeah. And we talking about. Our friend Gene's dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, our friend Gene O'Neill's dad is definitely was wrote a lot of that kind of syndicated TV. I believe specifically Hercules and Xena Warrior Princess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but also, you know, because Ryan is so associated with Star Wars, you're like, boy, is this going to be all Star Wars shit? Um, and, you know, I wasn't sure I wanted to hear pro-Ryan Johnson Star Wars people or – certainly not anti Brian Johnson Star Wars people. I, I had invited our friend Brandon Byrne uh-huh. because he's
1: a very vocal pro-Ryan Johnson yes. Star Wars guy. And What I like about his thoughts about the Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. which I watched once and enjoyed very mm-hmm. much and was very confused as to what people didn't like about it, is that uh, he combined. Let Jesse
2: know what you didn't like about it. Hit him <laughs> up on Twitter! Please don't. Uh, I like I
1: like our our friend Brandon's Level of deeply committed nerdery mm-hmm. is extraordinary. It is. Uh, he's also a very gifted artist mm-hmm. and a very smart artist who mm-hmm. thinks about art very deeply, and I love the way that his defenses of uh, the Ryan Johnson Star Wars movie are like deeply grounded in both like feelings. Like here's something I think about. Like. How the, how, how, the, how the shots are composed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, here's something I feel about an otherwise unnamed character that, like, appears for two seconds in the, you know what I mean? Sure, yeah. Here's, here,
2: here's some feelings about Dexter Jetster. <laughs>
1: yes, exactly. <laughs> Squibdar. Mm-hmm. I think Squibdar's color uniform wearing his right. formal uniform sure. was
3: significant here. So,
2: are you a Star Wars guy?
3: No. No, it's okay. Is that okay?
2: Yeah, Yeah. I think I think I think I I am a I am a medium Star Wars guy, and Jesse is a low Star Wars guy.
3: No, I'm a medium Star Wars guy. You're medium. Which one did Ryan Johnson do? Is that the last one?
2: The yeah, the last you know, the last mainline.
3: The one with the porgs in.
2: The one with the porgs. Yeah. yeah. That,
3: that for me is a real highlight. Yeah. Yeah. Porgs are great. They're fucking great. And
2: I do have a couple of. And I do have a couple of. Uh, porgs in
3: the old cupboard at home? <laughs> I have
2: a couple of <laughs> porgs in my cupboard, if you yeah. know what I mean. <laughs> Just waiting for. Uh, waiting to find the right greyhound mm-hmm. <laughs> to take the porgs out of the cupboard. <laughs> uh, I want to have an anal sex with an elderly woman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah. I, so I do have a couple of, of, of men in my life. Men who are special to me, who happen to be anti Disney Star Wars people, I disagree with them. I like wow. the Disney Star Wars movies very much, and I don't. Yeah. And I think, and I don't think they're coming at their. I just want to make clear, I'm not anti either. I'm just, I just don't. No, no, I just do not care. That's fine. That's perfectly yeah. fine. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, I, 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 you know, I think you can be critical of them and still, you know, and st- and, and not be coming at it from a place of I'm a like a Reddit asshole. You yeah. Know? Um, but that being said, I don't want to hear any of it in a public
3: context. Yeah. So were there Star wars questions at like this Q&A?
2: No. There was one kind of toward the end where a guy slipped in a Star Wars thing. But it was mostly like really thoughtful questions about the movie we just watched. Though That – you know, any whodunit film has some twists
1: and turns on it. And this movie was no different. Mm-hmm. What I liked about the Star Wars question was he asked, uh, you know, I know that in Star Wars – in making Star Wars The Last Jedi – you made in writing it, you wrote a list of all the people who could be the parents of what's her name. Remember when I just said I'm a medium star? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Yeah, I do really like Star Wars. Sure. Um, uh, you know, the well, main, there's, what, there's the what's main, her name? <laughs> who flies around
2: in the whoosh whoosh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I really can't remember her name. Will you help me? Rylo, right? Ray. Right. Ray, yeah, Ray, yeah, the main lady, and the yeah. people were upset about finding out about her. Her parentage. Ray
2: Low is the is the ship name between Ray and Kylo. People who want Ray and Kylo to end up together. Oh. They're, they're, they're from the Ray Low. Ah,
3: yeah, and people
2: think... who love the prequels are called Stanikins. People who stan Anakin. <laughs> okay, these are all real Star Wars <laughs> things that I know. Thank you.
1: Uh, but he said, you know, I know that you made a list of all the people who could be Ray's parent, and then decided based on that what direction you took But it could the film. literally be any you could No spoilers. You could bring in a character. Yeah, that's true. true. And the but, but it wasn't just a list of that it was like all the all, what all the consequences would be for that. Oh, I see. And uh and they asked this this guy asked, then he then made a hard turn towards the film we had just watched and asked if Ryan had put the same consideration into thinking who the killer would be in his who done it film. And I, who had uh, basically held my breath while he started asking the Star Wars question, was relieved
2: that he yeah. asked a nice real question about the real movie that it, we just it watched. It was great, and I think everybody did a really good job with the questions. I think he answered thoughtfully, but but one man stood out. One man <laughs> asked perhaps the greatest Q&A Q of all time. Now, this is a guy, if any of you guys, uh,
1: well... If you just go to the post office, you wouldn't know him.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. into the back of the I post mean, office. A lot
2: of post office stuff is automated these days. Yeah. So maybe that guy's out of a job. Yeah. Um, Stamps.com. He, so, yeah. So, I mean, I think, like, obviously, you know, there's a daddy's out there drilling drilling the, the need to monologue out of people. And I think this guy had just been so beaten down by the daddies of the world that he raised his hand and said – Uh, Yes, when you were making the film, were there any, did you have any difficulties or concerns? (laughs) Of any kind? Yes, and then just sat down, (laughs) most open-ended, generous question, like, just, like, tell a story about the making of the film. It was so fucking perfect, and I'm just like, yes, great, all of these, that's what all Q&A cues should be, just very general things. (laughs) Just, like, raise your hand and say, did you have any thoughts (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah, tell me, tell me, did you consider themes? Yeah, what is movie?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Are we friend? <laughs> Where's my car? <laughs> Where did I park? <laughs> I'm yeah, back behind the post. Office. It was, it was so magical. Uh, it was
1: great. It was <laughs> a fucking. It was like a. It was as though. The moment when he finished saying that sentence, it was as though there were fireworks going off inside that theater. Yeah. Just a spectacular, dazzling array of fireworks as everyone realized that was the end of the question. (laughs) And he had simply asked if he had faced any challenges during
2: production. So, I mean, I think in the spirit of that, and I really want to bring that spirit to my work Mm -hmm. that I do. Mm -hmm. Sure. So I think in that spirit... um, Ben, you've had a long and interesting career. <laughs> uh, of course, you make the great podcast, Beef and Dairy Network. Sure. Um, did you, have you had any difficulties or concerns?
3: <laughs> it's actually really hard to answer that question. <laughs> like, what did Ryan do?
1: Uh, Ryan talked about how great everybody was. Yeah. Although I was amazed to learn, it's not a film. What do we think we are? Who Shot ya? No. The film podcast from Maximum you. Fun that everyone should subscribe to. But if it were Who Shot ya, I would say... I was really stunned to learn that he had made the film Soup to Nuts in a year, including not just shooting it in a year. Is, hang on. Started writing it in January and then finished it by December. Is Soup to Nuts not a term used in England?
3: <laughs> Is the film called Soup to Nuts? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. I thought that he made like, a film called Soup to Nuts yeah. between January. That does sound like something that John Cleese would have done after Faulty Towers. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 read on PBS when we were kids he
1: started writing the movie in January finished it up in December
3: um what can you please explain why soup to nuts is a reasonable thing to say?
1: Uh, soup is the first course, and of course, as we all know from having dined
2: at fine restaurants, the final course is nuts. <laughs> yeah, is that where that comes from? Yeah. Is that just some, like, in the olden times where you, you know, you got like an orange for Christmas <laughs> <laughs> and nuts were a that dessert? Is, yeah, it's, it, where wow. you had to preserve food with
1: cloves. Huh. Yeah. So we yeah. are. Oh, soup to nuts. Ben should know. He lives in England. They still eat that shit there. We nuts.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, we eat nuts too.
0: Yeah. Nuts are
1: available. You guys still eat nuts? Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Sure. That's our, that's the motto in America. Is don't neglect the nuts. Man, I know our flag.
1: I've talked about this book before on Jordan Jesse Go Ooh. when I first read it because it blew my mind so much. But there's this Bill Bryson book called Home Ooh. where he just writes about it's like a history of domestic space. But there's basically. History is strong. It's just some cool things you learned about, and uh, there's just this one chapter about what people, what like kings and queens and uh dukes and stuff ate in like medieval Europe to like Renaissance Europe, and the answer is just like as many types of birds as they could
3: catch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Isn't there? There's a thing called the meat coffin. Are you aware of this? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Where yeah. they just make a big coffin out of pastry. And then just fill it with any animals they could find.
2: <laughs> Whoa. And then just
3: slide that thing into an oven. Wow.
2: And then the ser- past ser- was better.
3: <laughs> and then a certain number of hours later, you would open the lid of the coffin and your, your guests would dine on the fowl and hogs within. Right. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, man. The yeah. delicious meat corpse. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like the prestige was in. They also didn't have forks. Mm. They only had spoons and knives. Is that right? Yeah. Oh wow! They didn't invent forks until like the 1700s or something. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the the prestige was how many different animals you could have on one table. Get him in, get him
3: in the uh, in the coffin. That's why you had the coffin. Yeah. They'd
1: be that like serving you like... little songbirds. They'd be serving you big old turkeys, big fat puffins or yeah. whatever <laughs> pogs. Porgs. <laughs> that the porg went extinct on Earth. God, yeah. That's how Louis Couture became king. He was he was not king yet, but then he served porgs at a dinner, and everyone was like, "Well, this guy, we got to kick him up a notch."
2: That seems like something that the like foodie celebrity chef pop up industry should bring back. Is the meat coffin? Yeah, oh, I yeah. could see a bunch of foodies like getting together in an old like warehouse space that you learn about <laughs> on Instagram chowing down on a meat coffin that a guy with tattoo sleeves serves you? Do you think that somebody... That would be
1: great. Do you think people are ready to eat birds besides chickens, turkeys, and ducks?
3: Oh, yeah. I feel like... Have is, it, you have the Ortolan.
2: I was going to say, yeah. isn't the Ortolan making
3: a comeback? What's well, an Ortolan? Right, so... uh i not. An Autolan is when you go to a French restaurant. I think it's illegal now. I think it is illegal in, uh, in the U.S., so I think. I think it's legal uh, in France as well. But okay. I think François Mitterrand, who was the president of France for some time, uh, when he lost his job or, or stepped down, I can't remember what happened to him, he celebrated or commemorated that evening by eating an Autolan, which was illegal. Um, anyway, an Autolan is a baby bird that's only just been born. And it's a kind of songbird. Then you have to put a sheet over your head. So that God can't see you yeah. and then you eat it alive. <laughs>
1: That's horrible. <laughs> yeah, that's the most horrible thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, there you go. Well, you put a sheet on somebody... your head so God can't. Jesse, see you. I thought you were a foodie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm not a foodie. Yeah, I'm only a I'm only a a, sm- a low a low Star Wars guy. Yeah, and I'm not a I'm a fake foodie.
2: Fucking fake foodie.
1: And unless you been oh. being
3: an altar line, you can't be you know foodie. Yeah,
2: sorry, you got to eat shit alive. It's uh, also bal- bal- hiding from God. Balut eggs. Jordan was- has eaten a balut. I've eaten a balut egg. Yeah, and I. Was, Did
3: that have a baby chick in it? It had a baby chick in it. Oh. Yeah, it was.
2: It was. It was. It was pretty upsetting. I do know that it, that is, you know, like I think in other, you know, in I, I don't know what culture. It's Big in the uh, Philippines. Yeah. In the Philippines,
1: Daniel, our colleague Daniel Baruela, uh has eaten
2: many uh, baluts and is totally fine with it. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, you know, obviously, it's something you just. It's, a, it's like a snack food. It's like a street snack food that maybe you would get from a vendor. Uh, I, as an uh, American fella who loves his meat nuggeted, <laughs> uh, couldn't fucking handle it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, the, uh, but I mean, maybe the thing I was doing wrong was I was doing it in full view of God. Yeah. yeah. I should have hidden myself under one of those sheets that God can't see through. What material does that have to be to where God can't it's
3: see? It's a kind of sequins type thing, isn't it?
2: Uh, oh, you think so? I was going to suggest one of those
1: heavy
3: bibs they give you at the dentist. <laughs>
1: I was going to say adamantium, <laughs>
3: yeah, the metal like that Wolverine's Wolverine. skeleton is made out of. Yeah, so we've all got a good idea. Or those kind of, um, those... <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've all got a good idea about what you could make a sheet out of so that God could not see through. <laughs> yeah,
1: each of us has a good idea. We've all got a good idea. So we're going to have to each we'll each put our
3: sheet over our head. Do something despicable. right, And see, and who see who which one goes, goes to, goes to hell. To hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to jack off under mine. <laughs> <laughs> and spoiler alert. I'm going to jack off a tiny songbird. <laughs> then riot is it's
2: blasting, bite its head off. <laughs> I'll show it to be so dainty. And delicious. And delicious with its hollow fucking bones. Uh, we should put a sheet over this podcast. Can yeah. I? <laughs> so God hell. can't hear? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to make my sheet out of vibranium now, I think. Right, use the other Marvel metal. Right
1: now God is up in heaven talking to like St. Luke or whatever. Yeah. And he's just going like, "So what's the what's the point of the show?" Like, what are they talking like, about? Like, well, they've been friends since college. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think I on, think you should be pleased that broadcast. he's trying it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. cuz he's a big big Bill Burr guy, I think. he's a big, yeah. So he's got That's a lot true. of that to listen to. And we
1: heard a promo on Mabim Bam.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and the promo is fun. It's a parody of those Chevy commercials, you mm. know, you see where they where he's got the review, they're showing everybody getting their real, real reactions <laughs> sure. to Chevy. He knows about that because he watches yeah. a lot of sports on TV. Right. Watches a lot of TV sports. So he's like, I'll give this a try. I love, I love the McElroy's. Yeah. Hey, these guys are fun. And, you know, it's a tough lesson to learn, but we've all got to learn it somehow. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Just because you hear a promo for this show on Mabim Bam doesn't mean you're going to like this show. Do you think
3: God's got this far into the show?
1: Uh, yeah, because he's one of those guys where it's like when he's got to finish what he starts. Okay. You know what I mean? He's, he's not, he won't bail on it. And he's, that's gotten him in trouble in the past. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) You know, I don't know if you know this, but he came up one day, he came up with this idea for a little rainstorm. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, one thing led to another, 40 days and 40 nights (laughs) passed and there is Quite a scene yeah.
2: down here on Earth. Everything turned out okay, though.
1: It did. Well, all those animals did their fucking, and, you know, we took
2: care of business. And so the moral of the story is that... <laughs> stay fucking, baby. Stay fucking, <laughs> baby, and God can't see through adamantium. Yeah.
1: We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse Goh. It's Jordan,
3: Jesse Goh. I'm Jesse Thorne,
1: America's radio sweetheart. Jordan
3: Morris, boy detective. Benjamin Partridge, don't have a nickname. You could just use your shirt that says The Delightful Sausage. Well, that's a comedy double act from... Manchester in mm. The mm. so you'd the be, UK,
2: but we're not familiar with them. It would be so. a
3: stolen valor situation. Ex- absolutely, yeah. I'd be I'd be stopped in a petrol station and they say, "Sorry, sir, that's not real, is it? That's not really your name." Uh, I love watching stolen valor YouTube videos because I'm not really aware. Like, wait, I didn't know this was Tom. Yeah, c- explain so. Uh, it's people like kind of entrapping people who are dressed. So I don't understand it, right? It doesn't happen in the UK. It seems as if here in the US, a country I don't understand, so you can tell me if I'm wrong. Sometimes people- Can I
1: explain it real quick?
3: Just cheeseburgers <laughs> and baseball. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, sometimes someone will dress up in a military uniform and then just walk into a, a gas station and just kind of get some- respect of people. They'll just kind of be like, thank you for your service, sir. And he'll say thank you. And people seem to do this just for... because they're sad? Yeah. I I don't know. That's why I do it. Yeah, sure. So, (laughs) uh, and then when people... I do it for sexual reasons. Go on. There's a lot of video footage of then real people who are in the army. They'll notice that the the uniform doesn't make sense in some way so it'll have like a badge from the gulf war but they'll be like oh that's the wrong number or you're not you know you're the wrong age or like they'll kind of know it because they they understand all that thing yeah and then they'll just go up to them and start asking them questions about their service which obviously this person tries to answer but very quickly gets undone it's absolutely excruciating viewing that always ends with them being like fuck you man I went to Iraq for five years, and you're just wearing that and getting. It, it it always it kind of gets.
1: Do they always talk kind of like
0: this?
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm not sure. What 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 accent is that? The veteran. That's Ben Partridge doing an
0: American. Oh God! Voice. Sorry,
3: sorry, sorry. No, I, no, I, I mean, shouldn't have. Tried I enjoyed it. it. No, it was, I good. Know, I thought it was no, good. I loved it. It
2: was at least as good as Benedict Cumberpatch Dr. <laughs> Strange. Yeah. So I was pleased to hear it's that. It's me.
1: Dr. Strange! (laughs) I know magic spells! Yeah,
2: I'm Liam Neeson. I've lived in this brownstone all my life. (laughs) Wait, Liam Neeson? Are you here? Yeah, that's right. I'm Liam... (laughs) Don't... Hands off my daughter! <laughs> I have to put her back in the brownstone where I've lived my entire life. Are you from Brooklyn? Yeah, originally. What's oh, the boy from Brooklyn? Uh huh. <laughs> oh,
3: I'm sorry, guys. That's
2: right. Slice of pizza.
3: <laughs> so I was. Our, our, every time one of our people does a British yeah. accent,
2: it probably fucking.
3: Sucks well, that's thing. They're so al- they're always bad. And then w- yeah. I was quite pleased actually to learn that. I didn't realize Benedict Cumberbatch's American accent is bad because it it sounds like an a, it sounds correct to me.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's fun. It's like a fun. It's like there's some of them are very fun. I think his is very fun. I think Liam Neeson's is very fun. Is Liam Neeson even doing an American? Like he doesn't seem to do one. He just kind of <laughs> boy. Yeah, I mean, I in all those in all of his throat punching movies, <laughs> I feel like half of the throat punchers they in, they correctly include some sort of line where they're like, you know. Where the daughter who will get stolen is like, you know, um oh you know, oh oh dad, you know <laughs> Sorry, he still thinks th- this is how they do it in Ireland, and they'll just throw it off. It'll be so- or you'll see his passport or something like that to explain. So It's it.
1: like a get out of jail free card for He'll the accent. Yeah, 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 carrying a Van Morrison album under his arm, <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> right? Um, and then holding uh, a shillelagh. But yeah, but other times they'll, they'll just try and stick a stick a weird like East Coast accent in him. Sometimes and. he just wears Leprechaun shoes, <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Oh well, clearly, yeah. Uh, Darby O'Gill over here, but yeah, I think they're, they, I think they try and set him up as just like. Yeah, just a guy who's grown up in New York all his life and, you know, I'm from this neighborhood. I I grew up here. Steam coming out of vents on the ground. <laughs> Pizza pie, pepper and onions, pepper and onions. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> but they, yeah, it's like it's it's supposed
3: to be this hyper East Coasty thing, but anyway. Right. Well, to me, it's all just, I think they're nailing it, but I, <laughs> yeah. I can't tell. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And then someone told me that Bendit Cumberbatch's was actually quite bad and I was pleased. Yeah, I was like, "Good." It's a hoot. I think of all the, it might be the best bad one. Does he sound like an American in any way? Uh, Has he just
2: like picked an odd accent to do? It's yeah. It's like is. I think when you hear it, you're like, "Huh? Is he trying to be from Maine?" (laughs) 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 Like they all seem like they are. Oh, okay. I think a good example. Always talking about lobster. Yeah, (laughs) I think a good example is like for a hot second. It, he you know, there was the trend of like crime movies about Boston. Yeah. And all of you know, all of the like tough guy American actors did a Boston thing. And it was so fucking it was always weird. It was always, yeah, you know, cotton cod. Whoa. I'm talking to my friend Sully. Sully, you know, Ma, <laughs> Sully. And then yeah, it also so sounds... it was kind of like mitchell
3: got laying it on a little
2: thing, <laughs> right? Yes, uh, that
3: guy Sully got a load of work though.
2: Yeah, but just being yelled at off camera. <laughs> he was never appeared on camera. Just Sully, just a guy yelling at him while he was like cleaning mechanics tools.
1: But I mean, if you get in the union, you get health care, you get, if you're in the, I mean, the Sully Union.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you just got to lay in that one plane. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you're golden, baby. Yeah. And then people just yell at you off camera. Mm-hmm. Um
1: But yeah, it's kind of. <laughs> so in your, in this scenario. Yes. All those Boston, the fighter, and Gone Girl, all right, these movies. Sure. Whenever they were talking about a character the named town. Sully. It was Captain John Sully Sullenberger. Yep, <laughs> is that the guy? Who, and he's just off camera. He's is just, that Tom Hanks off screen. Yeah, Tom Hanks. Yeah, mm-hmm. who's? I think. I mean, that happened in New York. Mm-hmm. So it's probably. A but he isn't a plane, guy.
3: so he could be from anywhere.
1: That's true. And he's <laughs> just been walking around Boston. Well, except the ocean. That's true. Yeah. Depending on what kind of plane it was, he, we don't know.
3: He could have taken off an aircraft and, carrier. <laughs>
1: He did land it on the ocean. Exactly. So who knows, who's to say that he can't take it off on an ocean? <laughs> but yeah, it's what it,
3: when when, when if he was If he was the pilot everyone says he is, yeah. he'd be able to have taken off from the ocean. I'd
1: right? like to see him do it. I'd pay $20 for that pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so it's... Our thesis is that Sully's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think Sully's not full of shit. I mean, he obviously landed that plane on the ocean. Did he? I just think Did overall he? yeah. he's a fucking fraud. If he can't also take a plane off on an ocean,
3: I agree. I absolutely agree.
2: Yeah, I'd love to see it. I'm new. I'm a medium Sully guy. <laughs> I'm a medium Sully guy. I enjoy him. Um, I don't know all the lore, but um. So, yeah, so when, when like, Cumberbatch does it, it sounds like he's swinging for a kind of, like, regionalism that you can't put your finger on.
3: That doesn't exist, maybe.
2: Yeah, that is, like, some from some sort of weird, you know, weird province where uh, everybody Definitely lives in cabins.
1: Definitely all 70s British comedy people, you know, like Monty Python or something. Right. When they're doing an American voice, they all sound like, uh, they, uh. All sound like this. Are you going to the store? Like they all sound like a weird game show host who's having a stroke.
3: So kind of like a like a
2: Canadian. Is that what they sound? Like? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what they're all going for. Man, let's fucking team who's up the... on Canadians, guys. <laughs> who's the worst American to, to Brit? Do you think?
3: Oh. I mean the problem is it's all overshadowed by Dick Van Dyke.
2: Oh <laughs> He really yeah, set the barrier for yeah, like a really, really sure. ropey
3: accent.
2: Yeah. I mean I think yeah, when I was a kid, uh in, like in like school plays where I had to be British, and I feel like that is a weird thing that they like when you're in school plays you're just making a child attempt a British <laughs> accent. Well, I mean how how else are the kids gonna learn about the Magna Carta? That's it's true. I mean, yeah, to me, like that was what <laughs> acting was in like in like junior high is like children trying to do British accents. Yeah. and that is the only that is what I was going off of. That was my yeah. patient zero. It was Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. Later
1: in college, you learned that uh, at UC Santa Cruz, you learned that acting is actually. A uh, white guy speaking in Jamaican patois, <laughs> right? Exactly. Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> and 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 no one had a jolly holiday, <laughs> not one, not one jolly
3: holiday. <laughs> not with all those shots being licked. I went to the um, Griffith Observatory-, Observatory the other day because I'm on holiday in sure. Los Angeles. Yeah,
2: and you 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 were describing some of your uh, LA holiday activities to us uh, uh, off mic. Great. You
3: did a great job. You really picked out great.
1: You went to the LACMA. You went to the Museum of Jurassic Technology. It blew your mind. You went to the Wee Spa.
3: Wee Spa. It
1: got washed down by a, by a uh, an efficient Korean man.
3: He was very efficient. With a
1: real uh, intensity in his eyes.
3: The question for me with being washed, yeah, yes, was <laughs> okay. He's going to wash my whole body. Yeah. He's probably not going to wash me my D and B. Right. That's mm-hmm. fine. You're no. Dave
2: and Busters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you should never have bought
2: that Dave and Busters in Santa Ana, by the way. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what Dave and Busters is. <laughs> it is a like it is a like chain restaurant that has like a video game section. It's
0: like
3: it's like an arcade for grown ups. Yeah, well that's what I that, that's what it's like. Yeah. yeah sure. It's an arcade for grown ups, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um anyway, so I was like, he's not gonna watch that. That's that's I imagine. Mm-hmm. However, for me, mm-hmm. I imagine if you took a swab, the dirtiest bit of the human body, yeah, is the ass crack. Yeah, sure. Right? That's a uh,
2: well, everyone. Is. Well, some of, us, uh, some of us, some of us, some of us pride ourselves on our pristine ass cracks. Some but, of us
3: day. Uh, sure. Do you have
2: days here? Uh, we don't. Uh-uh. So none you
1: know? at all.
3: They're illegal. You you outlawed days, You disgusting <laughs> animals.
1: I have a Japanese uh, toilet seat bidet.
3: Do you at my home? With a little nozzle that comes out. Yes, yeah, fucking great. Oh my god. It's a dream. Anyway, my big question was I
2: have a super soaker with a length of two. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've rigged up. And a, Sorry I'm pumping, I'm pumping, I'm pumping. more of a budget uh, no.
2: friendly option for that. But <laughs> yeah, you do with what you got. <laughs> yeah. Gotta be innovative sometimes. My question you're was saying, the dirtiest part of the human is the ass crack, yes.
3: Yeah. Is he gonna get in there and uh, and sort it out? <laughs> <laughs> because he's
2: it's sorted out. Because yeah.
3: he's, he's cleaning the rest of me. Yeah, sure. And so, as it was ongoing, I was thinking, is he gonna is he gonna go there? And then I was like, would I be pleased if he went there? And my, I think I came to the conclusion: yes, I'd really have liked it yeah. if he'd really gone to town on my ass crack, right, and got it cleaner than it had been since the day of my birth. Mm-hmm. Got your ass crack basically detailed. Yeah, back to zero, like. <laughs> Right, ground zero. And ass- you're gonna ha- want to add a little. Pay the extra two bucks and get the air freshener. Sure. You can tire <laughs> jasmine, pine, or new the car. Absolutely on there. Yeah. Buff it. have him buff it. Exactly. Uh, maybe wax it. Buff
2: out some. Cra- buff
3: out that crack. Buff- <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's what ended up happening with R.E. Your ass
3: crack. Uh, he didn't go. He went near it, but he didn't go in there. Yeah. Um. I was, and I was. Well, he's probably not a millennial. Yeah. Is this guy a Gen Xer. Yeah, he's probably a Gen Xer. You don't go
2: anywhere near the X crack. Yeah. Yeah. of the yeah. greatest generation my ass. <laughs> Too busy
1: drinking okay cola, the cola that doesn't want you to drink it. Right.
2: <laughs> anyway, I don't know what down the okay cola and start munching butt Generation X. I didn't yeah. want him to eat my ass.
3: Right. Oh well. I just wanted to see. Why not? I <laughs> think <laughs> you're kind of uptight, man.
2: <laughs> what, what
3: you're in you L.A., fucking... baby. What,
2: what <laughs> are you, a fucking Gen Xer? <laughs> Man, go uh, back. Time to watch Gilligan's Island reruns. And, <laughs> yeah, make... uh, Ginger or Marianne, man. Uh, hey, remember <laughs> when we so all used to watch the fucking Partridge Family? <laughs> that was dumb, but we
1: also liked it. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Uh, in hindsight, we were pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Could have been a lot worse. <laughs> our disaffection was understandable. We were right there with the baby boomers who were kind of
2: dicks.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: anyway, let's rethink our, our idea is about analingus. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. I can't remember how we got into that. Oh, I was talking about um, I went to the Griffith Observatory. Oh, yeah, the Observatory. Sure, sure, sure. You had mentioned uh, white people doing Rasta accents or doing uh, Jamaican accents. When we got there, uh, some people had arrived on something called the Rasta bus. Oh, the mm. Rasta bus! I don't know that if you're aware of the Rasta bus.
2: I, yeah, this is something I see driving around LA a lot. It is a kind of like an airport shuttle that has been painted like the Jamaican Rasta flag colors. Yeah, uh, and it's something that I have that has been a part of my landscape for years now. <laughs> but I have not Googled. I, I presume. I, wa- yeah. I don't.
1: I don't know if you saw what's going in there, and you've you've seen it at least going past. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, um, there isn't you know there isn't sufficient cultural institutions. Mm-hmm. It's like a like a library van for Rastafarians. Mm. So people who are Rastafarian that's their faith. That way, the house of worship comes, comes to, to them. them, right? Just like the just like the the book the bookmobile. The bookmobile. Sure. Well, well, we when me. I saw it, mm-hmm. uh-huh,
3: there was maybe thirty five white people probably mm-hmm. between the ages of 45 and 60 getting off mm-hmm. and i thought ah, that's a bit strange but i i guess once i look at the driver it'll be clear why it's called the rasta bus no just a sort of 40 year old white guy mm-hmm. was there mm-hmm. reggae music playing no mm-hmm. it was just a bus they'd painted in the jamaican flag colors and called the rasta bus but mm-hmm. there was no other hint of the Rastafarian culture. Just it's what is point, going on?
1: You were hoping Damian Marley would stop by
3: and let you know, clue you in. Sure, <laughs> absolutely. Maybe yeah. Rasta stands for something. Yeah. Anyway. R. Yeah. So yeah, if you're listening and you you own the Rasta bus, yeah, let us know R- what's going on. Wh- why? Why do you do that?
2: R stands for Ring a Ding Ding. Ring a Ding Ding. A is Analingus. Analingus. Ring a Ding Ding. Analingus. <laughs> Sustain. Sustainability, yes. Sustainability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ring-a-ding-ding. Analyngus. Sustainability.
3: It's it's the five pillars of the Rastafarian fight. <laughs> right, of course, there's ring-a-ding-ding. <laughs> Analyngus.
2: <laughs> Being sex positive in general. Yeah. Uh, sustainability, sustainability, of course. Yeah. Uh Turmeric. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Turmeric, yeah, Yeah. sure, for its (laughs) anti-inflammatory properties. (laughs) Right.
1: And, of course, (laughs) analingus. (laughs) Analingus again. Uh,
2: You fed your turmeric. (laughs) It's time to have your ass eaten again.
3: (laughs) Uh, You
1: have a problem with post-ass eating inflammation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not when you've... Taking your turmeric. When something (laughs) momentous happens to you, we ask you to call us at (laughs) 206-984 for fun. (laughs) Here's a person who's done so.
0: Hi, this is Sarah from Detroit. My momentous occasion is I'm driving home from work in very bad construction traffic. And I witnessed a driver... Start to drive on part of the road that was blocked off for construction because I guess he thought he was better than everyone else. And in response, a construction worker jumped out of his vehicle, stood in front of the driver, and gave him a stare down until he backed up and got back on the road. Thanks. Love the show. Bye.
2: That's pretty cool.
1: That I like we, a good way to get
2: hit by a crane.
1: I did want him to fall into a hole. That would have been good. I really was hoping that he would
2: fall into or through a hole. Right. Maybe he falls through the hole and his construction hat spins in midair
3: for a couple seconds and then drops in after him.
1: No, no, the driver. I wanted the driver to fall into a hole for for trying to drive in the construction. Whereas you're backing
3: the guy in the scenario. You want the construction worker to fall into a hole? Uh
2: no, I would like the I wanted the
3: man to be hit. What kind
2: of Rastafarianism is that (laughs) George? No, I listen, guys, I
3: I wanted the man to be
2: hit by a crane. Uh huh. Not killed. Not killed, just struck. (laughs) Just knocked back cartoonishly. Struck silly. Yeah. That'd be So he's going (laughs) Did anybody get the license plate number of that crane? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want. Yeah. Just a fun comedy Ring-a-ding-ding. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, let's take another call.
0: Hello. Uh, I'm uh, Robin from uh, San Luis Obispo, and I'm sitting in a hospital recovery room because I just got a vagina. So I'm pretty good about that. Gonna haven't seen it yet, but sooner or later, doctor will
2: come in here and... Let me see it. I'm really
1: looking forward to that because it's been a long time coming. Anyway, I like the show. Bye-bye. Yeah, Robin. Robin, have some turmeric, though. (laughs) Yeah, got to have some. Before you look down there, have some turmeric. That's my recommendation (laughs) to you, Robin. Sure.
2: Yeah, Or some cloves. Yeah, (laughs) sure. Yeah, or smoke some cloves. Yeah, smoke some cloves. (laughs) That seems much
3: more momentous than someone driving towards a construction site. We you know.
2: like to run the gamut here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, we
1: don't get many calls, okay? <laughs> Look, sometimes somebody doesn't fall into a hole. Sometimes there's a gender confirmation surgery. <laughs> there's a broad variety of types of momentous occasions. Right. Different things are momentous to different people. All are welcome. Robin, Robin got a new vagina, and that other lady, she saw a guy have to throw it in reverse.
2: Which is more momentous? (laughs) Who's to say? Who are we? Who are we to pass judgment on? Who,
1: Benjamin, are we? Who are we? We're just. We are but two young men, sure.
2: Two. hiding under sheets (laughs) so that God will not see. (laughs)
1: We'll be back in just a second on Jordan. Jesse go.
0: What do you look for in a book? literally if on the bag it said like this book made me shit my pants I'd be like that's I'm buying this book yeah. Like like I think the problem with blurbs a lot of times I like that we both want to crap ourselves <laughs> over books what's the best way to e-read in the tub listen to that noise I'm reviewing a plastic bag today <laughs> how do you find a good book this is the most <laughs> fucked up weird shit you've ever a- read you're a- like into it like hand give, it take, over take my money <laughs> I'm Bria Grant and I'm Mallory O'Mara. we're reading glasses and we solve all your bookish problems every Thursday on Maximum Fun La, 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 la. Well, Lexus, we got big news. Uh oh. Season one, done. It's over. Season two, coming at you hot. Three years after. <laughs> three and half, season Three and a half. Technically, right. almost four years. All right. And now, listen, mm-hmm. here at Can I Pet Your Dog, the Smash yes. It podcast, our seasons run for three and a half years. <laughs> and then in season two, we come at you with new hot co hosts. Named you. Hi, I'm Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm a uh, field trip, Dog tech. Yeah. Dog news. Dog news. Celebrity guests. Oh, big shots. Will not let them talk about their resume. Nope. Only yeah, the dogs. Only the dogs. I mean, if ever you were going to get in to canna pet your dog. Now's the time. Get in here. Every Tuesday. At MaximumFun.org. La 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 la
1: It's Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's
2: Radio Sweetheart. I'm Morse Boy Detective.
3: And Benjamin Partridge, I did was it I did have a nickname,
2: did you? You were gonna go we we were suggesting it's your shirt. You said your shirt was already the name of a cover That's group. right. Uh, and then we just never returned to it. We just started talking about eating ass on the Rasta bus, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. we just
3: kind of got away from it. I you mean, can have it, it, a nickname. We're, I mean, we're, we're at the end of the show, but... My nickname, I think, it, it could reflect the fact that my, my body's currently the cleanest it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Are you coming here right from we Spa? Yeah. Wow. Like, less than an hour ago, I was being buffed.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. You look great. You're really glowing. Your sheen is extraordinary.
3: But as we covered... Didn't go in my ass. Not, so, not all Not all it's so no. shiny. And in it's fact, just the parts now, we can see. Now the ratio between the cleanliness of my body and oh, the cleanliness right. of my ass crack is now it's the f- widest it's ever been. Wow. Yeah. Did you get the tire dressing? <laughs> <laughs> Shove one of those little Christmas trees up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be fine. Yeah, I
1: think mean, that'll be good.
3: The new car smell I got. Yeah, oh, oh, awesome. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> That's nice. Uh Ben, of course, is the host of the and creator and uh star, writer of the uh Beef and Dairy Network podcast. Check it out. This is uh probably Maximum Fund's best podcast. I'm just I'm just saying it. Sure. I think it's Maximum Fund's best podcast. Uh it's totally amazing. Uh we just recently had Nick Offerman from Parks and Rec on the program. What a delight. He played uh, uh some kind of uh like a travel sh- adventure travel sh- television host kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, But the, his his dirty secret was that everywhere he went, where he was pretending to survive by himself, uh, just off screen was his beloved cow. Pemberton. Pemberton the cow. <laughs> 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 he used the cow to toboggan on.
2: How'd you get Offerman? How'd you make that happen?
3: I just... Um, Somebody pulled some strings. Yeah, I think it had something to do with... Uh this guy over here
2: yeah pulled those he's old offerman
3: strings he's pointing at
2: brian <laughs> <laughs> brian po- lives in nick offerman's pool
3: i'm pointing house. at the
1: <laughs> oh that's the dream that's god, the hollywood I know, dream i would fucking love that god i'd love to Cato offerman <laughs> I got a Cato offerman
3: <laughs> oh man oh that would be beautiful i was actually pointing at the autoland that Jordan's just about to eat.
2: <laughs> oh no, my sheet came off.
3: You should <laughs> spare that one. He got Oh me-
2: no, Ben Partridge is God. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time, that's the twist. Wow, this episode's been a real Fight Club.
1: Jordan Morris is going to be an upcoming guest on the program, as yeah. is our friend Nick Weiger.
3: Yes,
2: that's that's
1: those two great guest stars, as well as. Uh, I mean,
3: you've just con- you've just you know we've not. Yeah, recorded the thing with Jordan. That's true. Yeah. But by saying that, you've it's got to be in the edit now, no matter what. Even if he really shits the bed. Oh yeah, yeah. And, yeah.
2: I, and now I have permission to. I'm really gonna phone it in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of our favorite past guests on the program, uh, repeat guest Josie Long. Yeah. She's a regular on Ben's yes. on Ben's show, and one of the funniest fucking things ever. Absolutely. She her on her on beef and dairy is just couldn't get couldn't get any funnier than that. Could not get any funnier than that. She's the best uh just go listen to a beef and dairy you could start with offerman
3: yeah it's a good place to start
1: what's another good what's a good another good starting place
3: episode 36 for some reason makes no reference to anything that ever happened in the rest of the podcast that wasn't by design there's a kind of story going through some of it for some reason episode 36 i don't know what was happening in my life but i you
1: just did you just did a little standalone
3: um, Andy Daly's a good one. Yeah. Oh, Andy Daly.
1: He's, a Andy Daly's burger place a, to start. A, a burger, some kind of uh, burger man who's bringing his
3: type of burger to England. He's the CEO of a uh, fast food restaurant called Burger's Barrel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Which, uh, the, uh, the logo of which is a man who's so obese he has to wear a barrel. <laughs> People yeah. don't wear barrels as much as they used to.
2: <laughs> yeah, where'd that go? <laughs> yeah. I think it used to be when you were broke it was the cheapest thing. That's but now right. probably a barrel is relatively expensive. I yeah, mean I'd mean, probably think... pop over to like Target or Ross and get a, you know, an outfit for less than you can a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> where would you I mean where would you even find? Mm-hmm.
1: You could go to a Cooper. A Cooper, sure. Yeah, like but I mean where would you find the Cooper if you're not you're Isn't not hanging je-
3: with him already, right? <laughs> Isn't there a jeans brand called Cooper?
2: Uh, I don't know. Does the Cooper attach the suspenders? That's what I want to know. Or do you have to go to a separate artisan? Cordwainer? Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. You got to see the Cooper and the Cordwainer. Man, it's two stops. You got to go and, and see some.
3: You got to go and see some tradesmen. Mm, yeah, sure. Oh. Some crafts, some ancient crafts, right, right? Sure. And you can That's- fill the inside with thatch. Yes. Just to Ooh. solve it from chafing on you. That sounds nice. That yeah. is a
1: problem. Man, I hope ha- I go
2: broke soon. <laughs> <laughs> Any day now. Any day now. I already to my hat. Mm. You know, so that's good. And then, hey, you know, you 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 go to the Cooper, you you fill it with thatch, and then boom, right over Niagara Falls. <laughs> <laughs> and you're having a great life. That's <laughs> and you die. That's a classic Gen X at move. At the end of the vlog, well, yes. I went going to- over
1: Niagara Falls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. They don't. They don't believe in any of your fucking preconceived notions and shit. Right. Fuck that. I'm going over Niagara Falls I'm gonna in watch, a barrel. I'm
3: going to watch the film Reality Bites. Yeah. And I'm going to get in a barrel and go over Niagara Falls.
1: Yeah. We're going to wear a fucking uh, flannel shirt. <laughs> yeah. I'm sort of making fun of them and sort of not.
3: Yeah. I mean, we all like Pearl Jam. Yeah. To an to an extent. Sure.
1: I yeah, love and Eddie Vetter's ukulele work. I'm going over. <laughs> <laughs> <I am
3: rivals.
1: laughs> we're really good at our at impressions. Yeah, we're <laughs> yes.
2: We're Is it Eddie Vedder or is it uh, <laughs> Benedict coming looking
1: for his daughter? <laughs> Hard to say. <laughs> I'm Ben being American.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. All along, Pearl Jam was just me trying to do an American accent. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Beef and Dairy Network is the podcast. I truly, I cannot recognize. It's such a wonderful, and there's there's not so many of them that you're going to get overwhelmed. They don't come so often that you're going to get overwhelmed. But every time one comes, you're just going to say, oh, look, there's a new Beef and Dairy waiting for me. This is going to be a great drive
3: to work oh you're very kind jesse that's where you're going
1: i mean it i mean it brian sunny d fernandez is our producer that's him you hear laughing off microphone it's it, he's outside the studio we're doing our best it's just that he laughs loud and it comes into the studio because it's
3: not a real studio he's got one job which he fails at
1: <laughs> yeah well he presses record pretty good let's hope so he's a good guy he helps with those lifetime movies Friend. He drives me to the his friend, studio, right? too. Yeah. Sometimes he drives me to the
3: studio. So there's some few pretty good things yeah. that he's good at. He does great.
1: He's good looking. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's a good looking guy.
3: He messed up getting me into the building. I had to uh, stand outside well, with a... guy okay. There was a, there a guy in a camping stool smoking a cigar on his own. Yeah. Outside, and I had to stand with the guy. But... You're not that good looking compared to Brian. Oh, no, Brian. Yeah, you got that filthy ass (laughs) crust. Brian. Brian, Oh, you can eat off the thing. (laughs) I do. Yeah. Turmeric crusted. Just put put a sheet over your head.
1: (laughs) I brought some garlic shrimp, by the way, Brian. I'm looking to eat after the show. (laughs) Okay, that's it. Uh, Hashtag JJGo on Twitter uh, at Jesse Thorne at Jordan underscore Morris. Uh, Ben, at Ben Partridge, Benjamin Partridge, at Benjamin Partridge.
3: That's too long for Twitter, so it has to be at Ben Partridge. At Ben Partridge on yeah. Twitter
1: for uh, Ben. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, you can join the Max MaxFun group. You can like Jordan, Jesse, go there. Uh, we've got some cool new merch on the way at the, in the Max MaxFun store, so keep your eyes peeled. Uh, and uh, look, that's all I got. We'll talk it's, to you next all. time. We'll talk to you fuckers next time on Jordan, Jesse, go. We love you. Goodbye. Good night. rasta maximum
0: comedy and culture artist owned
1: audience supported